We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What is up, friends? Before we hop into the show, got to tell you about our friends, really our family, over at Green Mountain Dental. They're part of the DNVR family and have been part of the DNVR family for years now. And we're part of their family as well because we check out Green Mountain Dental. That's where we go to get our teeth cleaned. And you should as well. You got to go to a dentist twice a year anyways, at least twice a year. Might as well go to part of the DNVR fam over at Green Mountain Dental. And if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam from the best family-owned dentist in the Denver metro area, you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush. That's right. You'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush, which is what Mace and I both use. You'll get it for free if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam over at Green Mountain Dental. They're a longtime DNVR partner, and supporting our partners is supporting us. So make sure to check them out. Only a 15-minute drive from downtown Denver. Check them out. Schedule that clean your x-ray exam. You'll get hooked up with a free Sonicare toothbrush over at Green Mountain Dental. All right, Mace, let's hop into the show. Number one for the one and only DNVR. Two girls out to Zach Mace Arcade at the bar. Three for Mr. B. Couple with Breck, brew and a friend, bleed orange and blue to the bitter end. Come and join us, DDNVR. We are DNVR. Welcome, welcome, welcome into the DNVR Broncos podcast on this wonderful Wednesday, this hump day Wednesday. I'm your host, Zach Steven, joined by my man, Andrew Mason. Before we hop into the show, Got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. And over at MSU Denver Online, they put a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. That's right. You can continue to, to, to work, do your job, and then get a degree to further your education.
education over at MSU Denver Online. And their online degree is the exact same as their in-person degree. So it doesn't matter to them whether you're online or in campus. You get the exact same degree. So make sure to go and check them out over at MSU Denver Online. My boy, Mace, what is up on this hump day? Hey. How are you always so cheerful? I, I admire that. <laughs> I'm happy to be here with you, Mace, talking a little Broncos. Oh, wow. And thankfully, we don't have to uh, be talking about, is our head coach going to leave for a college position like they're doing in Jacksonville right yeah, now? Yeah, Urban Meyer's getting peppered with questions, <laughs> and he's saying, he's yeah, he's committed to building the Jaguars organization. When I saw those quotes, I thought, you know, if I had a moment, I'd like to go back and look at some of the quotes that were offered up by Nick Saban back in 06 Mm, before we left for Alabama. (laughs) Bobby Petrino back in 07 before he left for Arkansas and, of course, famously did not tell his team face-to-face, left a note in everybody's locker before he was off to call the Hogs down in Fayetteville. So weak. By the way, you know where Bobby Petrino is now? No idea. Missouri State. Wow, how he's fallen. Yeah, I I saw <laughs> on Monday night they one of the bad beats on ESPN Sports Center was from the Missouri State Central Arkansas game, which is like, oh, so that's whatever happened to Bobby Petrino. Wow, well, did, did he fall. win? They was won. It a bad beat against the other team. Okay, it was a bad beat against Central Arkansas. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so hey, he won. Uh, good, good for him. But uh, yeah, that it's. <sighs> After pride cometh the fall, right? Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, it's not all dandy here with some news coming out yesterday. But before we jump into that, if everyone could just hit us with a like on YouTube, we'd really appreciate it. It really helps us subscribe, turn on alerts. And if you're watching on Periscope or Twitter, make sure to jump over to YouTube. It's a better quality. And also, the comment section's way better. It's a lot more interactive. So we'd really appreciate it if you did that and hit us with a thumbs up. But Mace, yesterday, a flurry of moves made for the Broncos and two of their biggest stars honestly put on the injured reserve wasn't a surprise to see Jerry Judy put on the injured reserve he's gonna miss four to six weeks this was the best thing to do I'm happy the Broncos did it because now it opens up a roster spot which they used to bring up quarterback wide receiver Hall of Famer Kendall Hinton from love the how practice squad love how you're working the quarterback in there love how you're working the, the Hall of Fame in there <laughs> Have to. Yeah. I mean, big fan favorite. Tim Tebow's in the Hall of Fame, too. Hey, I mean, speaking of. We're talking about exhibits and not busts in the room where John Madden and Peyton Manning say the busts talk to each other. (laughs) There are are artifacts from both Kendall Hinton and Tim Tebow in the Hall of Fame. Now, the interesting thing with Kendall Hinton is his wristband, it's in the annual exhibit. Like, there's always an exhibit that's based on the previous year. Mm. So the question is. What happens to Kendall Hinton's wristband when they move on to another year and they turn the page? Maybe Are they back to find Kendall way, Hinton, or or it just goes into their archives. Maybe like I it, it kind I have this picture of this room like at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark where they they put the Ark in a box and they put it in a crate and they put it away and they pee and the camera pans back and all of a sudden you see an ocean yep. of, of crates that, i have this <laughs> yeah. i have this view of this vision of the hall of fame having a storage area like that somewhere outside of canton it's uh yeah, yeah it's it's it, in the basement of canton or something yeah. it's in uh david baker's home that oh. is his home that's where he lives it's probably got a it's probably got a big uh, entryway as well <laughs> yes it that is the largest to. man i've ever been around yeah very big. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that is what happened on the wide receiver front. Nothing surprising there. But 
and the defensive back room, Mace. A big surprise coming out that Ronald Darby has a hamstring strain, and he's going to be placed on the IR as well. He's going to be out at least three weeks. Now, what I was told was he's going to come back shortly after that, so his timetable probably closer to three to four weeks being out. Yeah, I mean, Jerry Judy, it's four to six, but... The nature of high ankle sprains, it's tricky. You live yeah. with this with Julius Thomas, like I mentioned earlier this week. So it, it literally would not at all surprise me if Jerry Cutie isn't back until the end of October, early November, if things end up going yep. not the way the Broncos want them to go. Ronald Darby, on the other hand, wouldn't surprise me at all if he's back by Pittsburgh. Yep. And maybe Las Vegas at the latest next month. Right. But, of course, the, the real relevant thing right now is Sets up an opportunity for Patrick Sertan II to yep. be the outside corner. And we'll get into that, but we also should get into how that maybe changes some of the Broncos' sub-package plans going forward because there's a domino effect here based on how they were using PS2. Yeah, I think I think there's a, a big domino effect here. And one thing that that means, which is good news. Now, it's bad to lose a $10 million starting cornerback, Mace. There, there's no two ways about it. It's a big bummer that Ronald Darby's out. But everyone in Broncos country is so excited to see Patrick Sertan. And now, I guarantee you, we will see him for more than 16 snaps this week. He only played 16 snaps last week, uh, but... Not anymore. We're going to see him play 80, 90, 100% of the snaps. Potentially, Ronald Darby got injured at the very end of the game, was able to tough it out, so Patrick Sertan didn't fill in for him at the end of the game. But now, like you said, Mace, he's the outside corner one. And let's break down that, what, what this means for the Broncos' defense and Vic Fangio. Broncos, it seemed like they had to force playing dime a little bit last week, especially when their main objective was to shut down Saquon Barkley. And so that's a reason why you didn't see Patrick Sertan on the field a lot. Well, now Vic doesn't have to worry about forcing dime. Mace, there's no reason for them to play dime now because they have three starting caliber corners now that are available. Mm -hmm. And so just play nickel. Just get all three of those guys on the field, and then you'll be able to shut down the pass and the run with, with that formation and package that you have. And the other thing is, when you kind of look at how your depth is shaking out, we sort of, we talked about it, how on the offensive side, it's not simply replacing Jerry Judy with another wide receiver. It's maybe using more two tight end formations to pick up the slack. Right. On defense, you lose Patrick Sertan the second, which means your, your dime sub package change changes but you're probably not replacing him with a corner you're probably in that specific sub package you're probably replacing with justin stranod right and then pat sertan the second is staying on the outside and maybe the good thing here the next couple of weeks is that you're not going to be tested at tight end at least for the next couple of games in what you're facing with the jaguars and the jets you don't have anybody on the order of the guys you're going to face down the line now, the third Ronald Darby misses at least three games. Yep. The third game he's out, you're looking at Mark Andrews of the Ravens. And that's where, if you believe PS2 is the guy that you wanted on the really good tight ends, that's where you have a little bit of an impact. The next couple of weeks, you can get by with Justin Stranod kind of learning his way. Maybe not the ideal matchup you want on tight ends. 
but it's something you can live with and, and let PS2 get comfortable on the outside. Well, here's the good thing about that, Mace, is you're absolutely right. There, there's no doubt that that Ravens game presents the most challenges for, mm. for the entire defense in general and mm-hmm. for this matchup problem. But how scared are you of the Baltimore Ravens wide receivers? So not talking about Mark Andrews. To me, they Mod- have speed, but moder- in, in terms of like moderately scared. Yeah, I, I, I'm honestly not very scared. This is the even without Ronald Darby, and if you're using mm-hmm. Patrick Sertan on Mark Andrews, this group should be able to contain them. Contain, yes. I, I'll actually say this. I'm, and we saw it on the first possession. Remember the free play that Kyle Fuller got beat. Yep. I'm, a, I'm a little concerned about that Fuller doesn't have the same closing speed. And doesn't have and, and doesn't have the doesn't isn't quite as quick as he was in his all pro year. Yep. So for example, if he's going against Hollywood Brown, that's a matchup I don't like for the Broncos right now. And that, and that and I think PS two against Sammy Watkins, Watkins, you know, he doesn't have he doesn't have the breakaway speed to get past Sertan. Sertan can hang with him. The question is, what if he runs a good route? Because Kind of saw that on the runs a good route, and also what if PS two lays lays back too far? Because we kind of saw on that touchdown that he allowed to Sterling Shepard on Sunday, Patrick Sertan was kind of in what Ray Crockett would would say is kind of no man's land. Ray Crockett, one of the things Ray likes to say is that you either need to be in the guy's face or you need to be ten yards back. But you get into trouble when you're five to seven yards back. Okay, and you looked at Sertan. He gave, he gave Shepard. The release for the for the, for the get for the get off, and he kind of cut in front of him, and then you know Pat was kind of trailing the entire way. Yeah, gave him gave him too much bait room, and there was no safety help because Justin was covering the other man who was starting to, who was going deep and coming from the left side, whereas Shepard was coming from the right side. At least from the Giants' perspective, it was actually a very good play design. Yep, because it for it forced Sertan onto an island. And then, of course, Alexander Johnson trailed him was much too late. Yeah, yeah, and and so that that that's yeah. a rookie mistake that we saw from Sertan and Mace. I think we're I think this again. You don't want the injury to happen, but I think this is just a perfect time for it to happen for Patrick Sertan's development. Because look, one, he played 16 snaps last week. That's not how he's going to develop. He needs a larger role. Well, this is going to be a much larger role for him now, but also. The Jacksonville Jaguars have talented receivers, but their quarterback is just drowning in the NFL right now. That was very clear last week. The talent's there. He's going. Trevor Lawrence is going to make plays, but to be able to make plays consistently against this defense in their pass rush, it's going to be very tough for Trevor Lawrence. So Patrick Sertan will benefit from going up against a rookie this week. Patrick Sertan will benefit of going up against a rookie the following week at home when the crowd noise is going to be going crazy with Zach Wilson and the Jets wide receivers don't scare me for half a second. So those two games, it's almost the ideal situation for Patrick Sertan to be stepping into. And like you said, the Ravens, we don't know if they're going to use him on Mark Andrews. If he's up against those speedy receivers, that doesn't really concern me much. But it's also not like we're asking him to be the Broncos' number one cornerback now and be their best player in the secondary and be the best player on defense. I mean, when you go through right now, where is he? He's pretty far down the list in both of those things. So that's that's very good news for Patrick Sertan. And again, you don't want the injury to Ronald Darby, but I think this if Patrick Sertan was going to have to step into the starting role, this is pretty ideal because, Mace, if it were to happen, 
first week against Pittsburgh, you do not like that matchup with the Steelers wide receivers and Big Ben. The next week is Oakland, I believe. Then you have Cleveland. Those are going to be tough games, especially if you're asking him to go up against Darren Waller. Uh, and then the Browns wide receivers, that would be brutal. And now it'd be saying, boy, these vet quarterbacks can really pick on the rookie. The vet quarter, the only vet quarterback we're talking about in these next three games is Lamar Jackson, and that's going to be in Pat Sertan's fourth NFL game, third start. So you just hope that these next two games he can get a real solid foundation, which I think he's going to be able to. He can get a solid foundation, but you also wonder what's going to happen when they start kind of studying the tape a little bit on him as well, and they start studying his So tendencies. what you're saying is I, I'm too optimistic about this. I'm Take a step back, I'm say, he's a rookie. I'm saying he's still a rookie. Well, that's fair. And... And he's still and he's still a rookie that you're gonna see teams that you're gonna see teams test. I think long term he's going to do well. But remember what Vic Fangio said a few weeks ago that he talked about how Sertan's progress was a bit hindered mm -hmm. by the fact that he was playing three spots. So isn't this I think good we, then? It, it's it's for good, him. It's good as he works his way up. But basically, you're having to make up for those several weeks of camp where he was working at all three spots. I think he'll learn. I think he'll learn and grow. I just and I'm just kind of the moder moderation caution person. We need it. We need you to hold yeah. us back. I still expect there to be some growing pains for Pat Sertan over the next over the next three weeks. I don't think it's going to be as simple as he becomes a lockdown cornerback right away. Well, and I, I think they're going. I think they're going to be at least a few more moments like the one he endured last Sunday. Well, and I'm not trying to paint the picture that yeah. he is going to be an immediate lockdown, and I fully mm. expect rookie growing pains. But, Mace, what are we talking about? What do those rookie growing pains look like? Does it look like last week where he gives up a 30, 40-yard touchdown uh, on broken coverage and a missed tackle? Are, are, are you expecting one of those every single week, or what are some other rookie mistakes that, that, that you're expecting? Because I expect him to probably give up uh, a touchdown or a big play or a big touchdown one time in the next three weeks. But I don't expect that every single game. Uh, and I expect other rookie mistakes. I really don't expect much tackling rookie mistakes. Uh, and I, I guess I don't really expect many rookie mistakes here, but I, I'm not saying he's going to be flawless. I could see a big play given up. Yeah, and I, I think maybe one big play every two weeks. Okay. So... If, if he's in there for four, does he give a couple big plays? The other thing that you, that you also want to see is uh, what happens if what happens if he's if he's beat. Does he th does he reach out and grab? Does he take the does he take the penalty? That was, of course, you can be a vet and take the penalty. We saw that on Sunday from the other cornerbacks as well, and that's that is something that uh, concerns me a little bit for the secondary as a whole. Is uh, the it, is penalties is pa is pass interference and holding penalties for that unit. Yeah, and, and, and I think that's why this pass rush, especially, well, I guess really these next three weeks, the pass rush is going to be so key in not getting to the quarterback, Mace, and making the quarterback throw it quick, but making sure the quarterback uh, doesn't have six seconds to run around mm -hmm. and escape. I mean, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, Malik Reed, those guys are going to have to do a great job of containing because that's where it will get really hard, not just for Patrick Sertan, but where it will get really hard for the entire secondary is if Trevor Lawrence, more so Zach Wilson, and Lamar Jackson get outside of the pocket and not mm -hmm. just take off and run, but take off and buy more time for the speedy wide receivers that, that, that especially the Ravens have. Well, that's when you start talking about coverage getting to five, six seconds. Mm -hmm. exactly. And receivers breaking off their routes. And again, that's it. How, how, do the, how do the defensive backs respond to that i mean i thought 
We didn't see many. We didn't see much of that from the Giants on, on Sunday, but we're going to see more of that going forward. The other thing that comes into play, and this is this is more for the linebackers and safeties than for the corners, is if you have quarterbacks that have the threat of running, you've got to keep one eye on the backfield and then another eye on on the guy in your area that you're covering. Right. And does that does that lead to some breakdowns? That's why. Of these first four games, easily the biggest concern was Lamar Jackson for a lot of reasons, but in particular his feet. But you get a chance to work your way up to Lamar Jackson. You get with a couple of rookies that will test you in that regard, knowing that you have to account for their willingness to take off and, and, and get that quick 10 yards and keep the chains moving. But they're not game-breaking runners, at least at this level, on the on the order that Lamar Jackson is. So you get time to kind of work your way up to the challenge that you're going to have in, in week four. And really, I mean, you could say that for the entire team. Now, the next couple of weeks are right. about kind of getting you ready for what's going to come in in Baltimore. Because here's the other thing with Baltimore when they come in. If they lose to the Chiefs, they're probably one and two coming into that game. Not desperate, but certainly feeling like they need that game. Yeah. So you're going to face a team that is probably operating at a high level of urgency there. Without a doubt. But that's not to look past the next couple of games. Yep. You can't do that. But when you get to it's going to be a big test for a lot of reasons. And with Darby certainly out for that game, to be no one gets tested more than Patrick Sertan. So then Mace, how how comfortable are you? with Patrick Sertan stepping in specifically in these next three weeks? This is the big question. I'm moderately comfortable. Moderate, okay. Only, big, only, and part of this, honestly, is is based on on the fact that the first possession he had as an outside corner didn't go well. Yeah, that's fair. And, again, he looked, he looked like a rookie. Now, they should have schemed it to where he had some help, he had some help in coverage, but... It just kind of, a play like that. It'll be humbling for him. Yeah, and it's probably going to be good for him long term. And you won the game. You had him have a teachable moment. All things considered, that's probably really good. But it, it's a reminder that I don't. I, I think as high as everybody is on Pat Sertan, I think it's unwise to expect him to be anything close to the finished product right now. Yep. Yeah, and that's fair. I'm going to be the optimist here, Mason. I'm well, going to say... It's your Alabama guy, too. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to say I'm very comfortable with this for the reasons <laughs> I mentioned. This comes at a perfect time. Uh, I don't think we're going to consistently see uh, the issue that he had out there, and I think playing is only going to help him even more. And, Kale, we've got a super chat Whoa. that just came in. Want to get to that? Comes in from Greg. He says, good afternoon, y'all. Do y'all think having linebackers on coverage like Justin Sternod against teams with great wide receivers and tight ends, uh, against great wide receivers and tight end core, could be a smart move, a.k.a. the Chiefs? If if Stranod can hang with the tight ends, but I think uh, that that's a big question as far as the type of the, the type of route runners and speed guys that you have at tight end now, linebackers have trouble staying step step for step. Yeah. So Stranod's the guy you try there if you can't use Sertan just because he has the coverage ability and he showed it in college, but. I still like Sertan better against those tight ends, even though it's a size disadvantage 
it's not a speed disadvantage, especially like you, you look at, uh, at, at Darren Waller. Yeah. I, I would rather see Sertan there, at least in the short term. But it's possible that on the other side of this, if, if Sertan does well on the outside, maybe he doesn't go back. Well, and, and Mace with Darren Waller, they had Marlon Humphrey on him, the the Ravens' yeah. great corner. That's what they did, and, and he was all over him a bunch of times. He got 10 receptions because he was throwing the ball 19 times. 10 yards a catch. Yeah. So one thing that, that you can look at that and say is, well, he had a bunch of receptions, but he didn't have back-breaking receptions. The problem is you sacrificed Marlon Humphrey in coverage on the receivers, and that's and you did get back-breaking receptions from Henry Ruggs and, and Zay Jones. So basically, the Ravens decided they were going to take the death by paper cuts yep. to some degree. It's, but the thing with the tight ends is nobody really has a consistent answer for an athletic, speedy tight end who can, who, who's, a, who's a good pass catcher. And that's another reason why... I think the Broncos should go heavy on two tight end packages going forward because as Albert Okwebunam continues to grow, and again, kind of like Patrick Sertan II, he's still having kind of his rookie moments at times. Even though he's in his second year, of course, he missed half of the season last year. He's having those rookie moments, but you count on him growing. And maybe that's just the theme of the next couple of games here is you could put Sertan out there. Maybe you do more two tight end sets and you put Alberto out there more. You just li- And maybe you just live with some growing pains here. Yeah, yeah, and again, it's a great time to be able to live with the those Muti too. If he you, plays, you should be able uh, to survive them if your stars continue to play well, especially Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, and so, Greg, I think it's a great yeah. question, but I am gonna try the Patrick Sertan route if possible, and something that you guys got to try, not if possible, because it's very possible, is mint. Mobile. So what it is, it's a redesigned, it's a rethought way of getting your cell phone coverage. And it starts at $15 a month. And now every single one of their plans includes unlimited talk, unlimited text, and then you just choose how much data you want. Starting at $15 a month, guys, this is going to save you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars a year, especially if you're on family plans and you have a lot of people on. Mint Mobile is the way to go. And you're thinking, ah, oh, there's got to be a catch because there's always a catch. You see the deals for years. Ah, oh, this is so cheap. Sign up for a year and then the price goes way up. No, no, not at Mint Mobile. Over at Mint Mobile, why they're able to make it so cheap is they don't have any stores. They're not providing uh, th- that huge rent every single month for thousands of stores around the country. What they're doing is they are just making it so they you you go to mintmobile.com slash DNVR, send them uh, or you sign up. They send you a SIM card straight to your door. You take that SIM card, put it in your phone. You get the same number that you've had. It carries over your contacts. You get $15 cell phone service per month, and it's just as good as all of the big providers because they're using the exact same tower, so you don't have to worry about spotty coverage. It's the exact same coverage. The only thing is you don't have to go into a store, which no one wants to go into a store nowadays. It's sent straight to your door. Boom, put the SIM card in. You are good to go. So make sure to check them out over at mintmobile.com slash DNVR. And if you're looking for work or just want to have a career change, check out our friends over at Ball. That's Ball as in Ball Arena. That's Ball as in the largest aluminum can and packaging manufacturer. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, got another aluminum can right here. And Ball, of course, has been leading global sustainability efforts for decades, and aluminum is a big 
part of that. They've got a plant over in Golden, and they need floor manufacturing tech production production technicians and other roles on the floor at that plant in Golden because they need to make more cans, 101 billion cans Ooh, made by B? Ball. That's B with a, that's Ooh. billion with a B back in 2020. So they want production technicians to make even more of those cans because aluminum is a highly sustainable material. 75% of all aluminum, Zach, that has been ever been produced on the face of the earth is still in use. And How much, Mace? 75%. <laughs> there you go. And it's infinitely recyclable, recyclable, and that's why Ball is in on the aluminum game. And that's why they need people to come and work with them to manufacture aluminum cans and bottles. You can be unstoppable at Ball. And here's how you just, you try to be unstoppable. You text GOLDEN to 77222 and get linked to open positions. You can also go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. That's jobs.ball.com. Search for GOLDEN or text GOLDEN to 77222. You might find the workplace that you're working that you're looking for over at Ball, which wants you to be unstoppable. And if you want to be unstoppable, also come by the DNVR bar, especially on the weekends where we get lit. We turn up at 10 a.m. We open at 10 a.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. And boy, that's going to be very useful for this week. Broncos game, 11 a.m. on Sunday. And and you want to catch uh, the tailgate. Come down here to catch it right before the Broncos kick off against the Jaguars. The Breck Brews will be flowing. It's going to be such a fun time. And one thing that is overlooked at other sports bars is, obviously, we're going to have every single Colorado sports game on here. But we also have it with sound, which just really gives you the environment you want. And then you also have the sound of your fellow crowd around you cheering. It is such an awesome environment, especially for for Denver sports games, especially Broncos games. And there's also going to be uh, DraftKings reps here every Saturday and Sunday handing out swag, $10 drink tickets, and when you sign up for your favorite sportsbook app. So make sure to come down here and make DNVR part of your weekend routine. And also become a member at thednvr.com where you get all the deals we have going. And when you're at the bar, you get 22-ounce beer for the price of a 16-ounce beer. So make sure to go to thednvr.com and join our family. Be happy together, but also... There might be times to be sad together, too. Uh, hopefully not. Mace. Not this at least, at least soon, hopefully not. Unless you're watching CSU and then... Oh, kind of yeah, start. one and five, not going the right direction. Yeah. And speaking of happy, we got a super chat coming in. Let's hit it really quick. It comes from Simon. He says... Hey, guys, with more and more teams starting to use a two-quarterback approach, Raiders, 49ers, do you think there's an opportunity for that with Drew and Teddy Bridgewater? Mm, it's funny. In the offseason, in, in the preseason, we talked about this. And we said no, the notion, no, no. The notion of having Teddy be the quarterback up to the start of the red zone and then putting Drew in <laughs> and having Drew beat the late-game quarterback. No, no, no. But uh, I wouldn't say that you're doing that just yet. Oh, you're certainly not doing that just yet. Yeah. And what one of the things that you're looking for um, from the when the 49ers do it, Mace, and when uh, well, I guess when the 49ers do it, they're doing it to groom Trey Lance. It's not yeah. like they're bringing him in just to run because he threw a touchdown with. The Raiders, you're bringing Marcus Mariota in because he has a different dimension. Than He's Derek a chaos Carr. quarterback, right? Because he'll take off, and I think a reason why. If you're not if you're not doing it based on like time and game, if you're just doing it situationally to shake things up, why it wouldn't work is that Drew Locke is not enough of a chaos quarterback. 
Exactly. And He's, and then I, I was going to say, yeah. uh, so you either have the chaos quarterback, which I love that, Mace, yeah. or you have the young quarterback who is 100% right. your future. The Bears also did that with Justin Fields a bit, and he's kind of both. He's the chaos and the future. Like you said, Drew Locke's neither of those. Drew Locke is at, the true backup here. And at this moment, he's not the future. because, And part of it is just kind of the, the, the timing on it. He's in year three of his rookie contract, and he doesn't have a fifth-year option because he's a second-round pick. If Bridgewater does well, but maybe it doesn't prove to be like a four- or five-year answer, you can kind of look on the horizon and see that uh, maybe next year they're restarting the young quarterback process again, perhaps with Teddy Bridgewater, on a short-term deal again if he plays the way he's played so far. By the way, I saw a mock draft this morning, Zach, that even after week one, Still has the Broncos going quarterback, going with Carson Strong out of Nevada. So even after it, Teddy had the best QBR of anyone in the NFL, it's one game. I know, I know. I don't I, think I don't think you're wrong. Exactly. Doing that. I mean, just like <laughs> hey, it's only fair to say it's one game. Just like you know, we we talked about Drew Locke when he played Houston. It looked yep. really good, but it was one game. Yeah. Kind of the same thing here. You have to say you have to be consistent in how you view it. Yeah, I, I agree. Body of work is and what let, matters. Let's say the Broncos do end up going with a first round quarterback next year, but they want to groom him under a Teddy Bridgewater or a Teddy Bridgewater type. Then I'm all about the two quarterback system, Mace, yes. and and getting the rookie some experience without just throwing him out there if you're not comfortable with him yet. So in that situation, I'm so for it, but it just it doesn't work in this situation. Still, there's still hope in Broncos country for Drew Lock. Put it this way. Walking around MetLife Stadium on Sunday, I saw a fair amount of lock jerseys. Well, I wonder how many there were after the game. How many there will be in a couple of weeks? And I wonder when we're going to see some Teddy Bridgewater jerseys over at the Broncos store. It could be a while. If, Let's hope he's still the starting quarterback at that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at this point, you know they've ordered him, but hopefully he does well enough in the next few weeks to keep the job because it would look really bad if all of a sudden they get Bridgewater jerseys in, yeah. but he's been benched. You know what? And then uh, the season's really going not going in a way that you don't want it to. You go. know what you're going to see a lot of Mace this week? Trevor Lawrence jerseys. Tim Tebow jerseys, oh, baby. <laughs> are you going to see 15? That would actually be interesting. I want to, I may do a little survey of a couple of sections of the stands. You're seeing 15. Yes. I want to know if I see more 15 or 85. 15, for sure. For 15 sure. in orange or 15? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 15 in orange. See, I think we'll, I think we'll see a fair amount of 15 in royal blue. Mm, yeah. Old Florida yeah. Gator jerseys. That's fair. That's yeah. very fair. All right, Mace, let's jump into the headline of this pod. How the Denver Broncos beat the Jacksonville Jaguars and stay 2-0. And let's jump to the whiteboard here. Whiteboard Wednesday, we'll call it, and give you our five keys to the game first one for me this is number one stuff the run mace i think a huge thing in this game is not allowing the jaguars to have a balanced attack not allowing trevor lawrence to not have the game on his shoulders you want to do what uh what the houston texans did last week and really the houston texans didn't do it it was urban meyer that did it and absolutely threw his quarterback under the bus and then just kept running over him mm -hmm. uh and just it was terrible game plan they threw the ball 51 times with trevor lawrence mace they ran it 16 times with a running game that was averaging almost five yards per carry. So I imagine Urban Meyer, as he's you know interviewing for the USC job and, and all that business this week, I imagine mm -hmm. he's also saying, we got to stay more balanced. 
And if I'm Vic Fangio, I'm saying, no, you don't. I'm going to make you one-dimensional just like you were last week. Don't let the Jaguars average five yards per run. Hold them to 16 rushing attempts because you smother them. You hold them to two and a half yards per carry and put the game on Trevor Lawrence's shoulders. Mace, this is something, this this type of game plan is not going to work in three years from now if Mm -hmm. Trevor Lawrence turns into the type of quarterback everyone expects him to be. Heck, it may not work later this year, but it's going to work this week with him still being a rookie, him throwing three interceptions last week. Put the entire game plan on him, overwhelm him, bog him down, and you will be very successful on defense. Well, here's something that's interesting. They've had, in the last two seasons, so the last 17 games, they have had three games, Zach, where they have rushed for over 100 yards and averaged five yards per carry. In those three games, Zach, they scored 25, 29, and 30 points. So they never failed to score 25. Were they 3-0? and no, wow. they weren't. They 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 still lost those games. Oh my god! In all Jacksonville's in bad. The, so that's three games. The other fourteen <laughs> games when they didn't meet those standards, they never. They only scored more than twenty five points once. Most of their games when they don't hit those standards, they're sitting there with fourteen, sixteen, seventeen points. Yeah. So they would like to run. They certainly have the ability to do it effectively. But you got to make sure that you limit their opportunities, and when they do happen, limit their, limit the explosiveness of, of them. Not the, like you said, keeping things easier for Trevor Lawrence is key, but that's that's key for the Jaguars in general, just to have an efficient offense. They're not going to get there without a strong running game. Yep, exactly. And if RK's watching, uh, my magic number for this week's buried somewhere in there. If you want to try to guess it. All right, let's get to key. Number two, it's still on the defensive side of the ball. It is pressure Trevor Lawrence. Mm -hmm. Mace, like I said, put this whole game on Trevor Lawrence and then put Vaughn on him as well. I would not be afraid, even with Patrick Sertan, I would not be afraid to put Patrick Sertan on an island and bring the house often. And the good thing is you don't even have to bring the house. You don't even have to blitz. You should be able to get home with just Vaughn Miller. And if Bradley Chubb plays, that's just an added bonus on top. Just don't allow Trevor Lawrence to have time to think. Just get to him uh, and just confuse him. I think that these are two very easy things for the Broncos to do with the way they're set up now. Last Sunday, according to Pro Football Focus, when Lawrence was under pressure, 6 of 12, 57 yards and a pick. Boom. Love it. Do it again. Do it again. All right, Vaughn, that's on you as well as Vic for bringing some heat. All right, Also on the the interior guys as well. Don't don't forget about them. Draymond Jones didn't result in a sack but had some pressures. Hopefully hopefully his pressure is going to result in a sack this week. And that's the best way you can discombobulate a young quarterback is with the pressure from the interior that gets in his face in a second and a half. Yep, I totally agree. All right, Mace, take the offensive ones for us. All right, takeaway number three three if we can show that on the whiteboard protect the football and you can pretty much say that for every game Mm -hmm. but you don't want to give the Jaguars a a leg up here by helping by helping them out in fact Zach the only game they have won in the last two seasons it's not a coincidence that's the only game in which the Jaguars were plus two or better in turnover margin. That was the season opener last year against the Colts. Yeah, what a game for the Colts. Exactly, plus two because the Colts turned the ball over twice and the Jaguars protected the football on their own. So 
Man, the Jags haven't won starts. in over a year. Yeah, they're on a 16-game losing streak right now. Ooh. And th- this kind of ties in to the final point, Mace, which is if the run works, stick with it. That's yeah. the that that's the final in-game, in-game one. Point. Uh, and now you may say these are all pretty basic whiteboard game plans to beat the opposing team. And you're right, but Mace, the reason for that is the Jaguars haven't won a game in over a year. They mm-hmm. are a terrible, terrible team, even with Trevor Lawrence as their quarterback right now. Their mm-hmm. coaching staff is in a total disarray. So really, you are the much better team on paper. That just means you have to do the basic things in football, and these are the basic things. Stuff right. the run, pressure the quarterback, protect the ball. If the run works, stick with it. Don't expose your quarterback. And so that is the, these are very basic but it's because that's all you need. You're the better team. Don't ruin this game yourself and don't beat yourself and you will win this game. Well, here's the other thing. Their best performance in the 16-game losing streak was probably when they went up to Green Bay last year and only lost by four. How about that? Okay. So what do their win over the Colts in week one last year and that lost the Packers? You know what they have in common, Zach? Tell me. The only two games that the Jaguars did not allow at least 100 rushing yards on the ground since the start of the 2020 season. Ooh, brutal. So Melvin and uh, Javante are going to feast. Set them loose. The Jaguars, in their last 16 games, Zach, they've allowed north of 150 rushing yards. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven times in the last 16 games. Brutal. Yeah, and... There's an opportunity here, and oh, by the way, that continued last week. 160 yards given up to Melvin Ingram, Philip Lindsay, and company in the Jaguars' loss to the Houston Texans. So really, Mace, it's not if the run works, stick with it. It's when the run works, stick with it for this game. You'd hope so. Well, he, hopefully it is a when, not an if, yeah. because if it's an if, there are big problems. But yeah. that actually brings us to the last thing, which is kind of beyond the offense and defense, it's just in general, you've got to keep the team fresh and cool because you're going down into the heat and humidity. It's going to be a muggy day in North Florida. You're playing at 1 o'clock, and this is where you don't, I would say don't be afraid to shuttle guys in and out liberally in order to keep everybody fresh Make make sure that that guys don't get too tired, and so and and that you don't have those tired legs kicking in in the third and fourth quarter. The Broncos have trained at elevation. The Jaguars have trained in the heat and humidity all summer. Yep. This is their this is their weather, and you want to make sure that you've. You're rotating guys in and out. This is maybe another chance to get uh, Jonathan Cooper some reps, even if Bradley Chubb Chubb is out there. Don't be afraid to rest some of your first liners for a play, for a few plays, for a series here and there. I think the Broncos and and their coaches had had a good idea with how they used Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams, how they rotated Jonathan Cooper in last last week. I think Vaughn had, what, about 75% of the snaps? Yeah. So... Continue that this week yep. because fresher legs are going to be better than tired legs down the stretch if the fresher legs are backup. So just 100%. so just balance that throughout the game. Yeah, hey, you gave gave Kyle Fuller a breather for Patrick Sertan last week. Yep. Why not give other guys a breather throughout the game and and why not let everybody especially rest? those big fellas? Yes, and you know, and maybe maybe you give Quinn Miners. A few reps here and there. Yeah, why not? 
Get, just make sure you make sure you're Get not a lead. Make sure you're not in a position where you're wearing down late in this game because the Jaguars' chance in this game is by playing the attrition game with the conditions. How about just just keep punching them early on? Get a 21 point lead mm-hmm. in midway through the third, and then be able to literally put your yes. backups in like a college team does. I I, I love that. So that's a bonus whiteboard mm-hmm. key. There is. Beat them down early. Don't be afraid to jump on them and and run away with this game so that you can play Quinn Miners and not Mm -hmm. worry about it. Well, the thing is, every time you go to Florida in September and early October, the conditions end up being a factor. Yep. And we've seen the Broncos overcome them sometimes. We've seen them fail to overcome them in others. It's interesting with the Jaguars how it seems like most of the time uh, in the last, say, 17, 18 years when they go down there, they're playing them early. They played them, I think, in week two back in 04, in week four back in 05, in 2010 played them in week one, and then they threw the December game in in, in 2016. And every time they played one of those early season games, you had got you know you had guys getting IVs on the way home. Yep. You, you, and then the same thing has happened for their early season games in Tampa Bay over the years. The conditions are going to matter in this game, and you've got to manage them right. Yeah, you're right. And B1 of Best brings up and says, Justin Simmons doesn't want a playoff. You're so right about that. Don't give Justin a playoff. He won't take it. And we got a super chat coming in right now. Let's hit it really quick from Kenny. He says, it is looking like Mooty will start, or is it looking like Mooty will start this week? If he does, will it help the run game? Yes, and it really should. Yeah. Maybe you're concerned about pass pro a little bit, but he's already a road grader as a run blocker. It's interesting that both of the guy, that both of the guys that we're talking about among the young O linemen who were the first men up off the bench, and the first men up are Muti and Calvin Anderson. Their run blocking is far ahead of their pass protection at this point. Mm-hmm. Both of them, when they get a drive, they get a chance to push off the line at the start of at the start of the play. They're very effective. Could be some issues in pass pro again. It's where you're happy you're going against the Jaguars right. this week in terms of interior defensive line. If Muti is out there next week against the Jets, it gets tougher. And so thank you for that super chat, Kenny. And Mace just thinking about going down to the muggy Jacksonville, Florida, where it's still summer. It's going to be so hot. I have advice for Broncos players. Manscape before you go down there or else holy cow running around out there for three hours with a lot of forest down there it's gonna be rough it's gonna be like the amazon rainforest so get yourself got pine forest down there in uh <laughs> jacksonville oh yikes that's even worse if it's piney down there yeah but it doesn't matter if you have the lawnmower 4.0 you can zzz, Trim it all right off, oh and you'll gosh. be good to go. I'm sure the Broncos are already hooked up with this, but if you want to be hooked up with this and make Kale blush a little bit with me, then get uh. the Lawnmower 4.0 from over with our friends at Manscaped and use the code DNVR to get 20% off and free shipping. That's all you have to do. Go to manscaped.com, use the code DNVR, and you'll get 20% off and free shipping. And when you're there, might as well get some other uh, performance building things for you. So check out the performance package, which comes with the Crop Preserver, which is a toner, the the Crop Reviver. It comes with performance boxer briefs and a new travel bag to hold all of your goodies. This is something we all need, but especially when you go down to the heat. So check them out, manscaped.com. Use the code DNVR for 20% off and free shipping. Yeah, it's all it's, it's all about trimming the hedges, right? Exactly. You got to keep things nice and neat down there. <laughs> so that code DNVR helps you out at Manscaped. The code to help you out over at Solace Meds is DNVR. 
DNVR20. That means you're going to get 20% your order at, off your order at Solace Meds. Of course, they have four locations in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, in Denver off-Broadway, and then also in Denver on East Colfax, just blocked from the DNVR bar. Solace Meds is a premier dispensary, which is always hooking you up with deals. And here are the deals they've got in the month of September. Can America Gummies, 25% off. Strains Tinctures, 20% off. Rockin' Cartridges, 25% off. Glacier Concentrates, 20% off. And if you use that DNVR20 code to get 20% off your order, you can get a free Solace Bar or King Cone along with your order. So head on in, mention that code DNVR20, get 20% off, and get a free Solace Bar or King Cone. Solace Meds will make your cannabis shopping experience a delight. You go to their website, which is solacemeds.com. That's S-O-L-A-C-E, meds.com. Look at their menu, order online, then pick up at your nearest location at your convenience. And like I said, use that code DNVR20 and get 20% off your order at Solace Meds, S-O-L-A-C-E, meds.com. And also, you got to check out our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee, where they not only have rich, delicious coffee, but they got that CBD infusion, which helps with aches, pains, migraines, anything that's going on. It helps relieve. A lot of people say it gets rid of the coffee jitters, and what's better than that? You get to drink as much coffee as you want without getting the jitters. And guys, they've been a longtime partner of ours but it doesn't mean they're not still dishing out the deals. If you use the code DNVR25, you'll get 25% off your first order of Strava Craft Coffee, and then you're going to fall in love with the CBD and the coffee. So you're going to want more, and they'll hook you up with another deal. If you subscribe to Strava Craft Coffee, you'll get 20% off every single order for the rest of your life after that, and you will also get it delivered straight to your door. However often you want, two, four, six, eight weeks, however often you want it'll show up straight to your door so make sure to check out strava craft coffee smash that code dnvr25 then subscribe after another super chat you guys are coming in clutch today let's get this one from joshua he says should i take denver at minus six don't normally bet on denver for superstitious like that but it seems like easy money oh don't want to give away our don't, picks don't Joshua. jinx it though don't jinx yeah, it though. yeah and i know that there's uh, no such thing as easy money <laughs> yeah I, mean, I know people don't like that but yeah. i'm not gonna give them away my pick but yes take yeah. it. I, I personally uh have I'm, already taken I'm it just so warn- that just tells you where i am i'm just warning you there are a lot of big buildings that are built in vegas on people uh, that lost ve- money betting it, on football it's very true <laughs> but uh i should say i'm very comfortable with that line as it is right now and may speaking of questions let's jump into the comment section and talk to the people first one coming in from kendall hinton hall of famer kendall hinton promoted to the active roster never forget this day george george payton and vic the stud wide receiver who gave her an inspiring incredible effort to save his team and one of the darkest days for this franchise and who easily could have earned a roster spot because he balled out has made it on this team that's despite your best efforts to keep him off you can try to pretend you don't need his talent but it's obvious just how valuable he is and the second uh he is the second something goes wrong take this as a learning lesson don't disrespect talent just to turn around and come crawling back to someone in the hall of fame you thought he was worthy of a cut jokes on you now let's see if weeks later you can turn around and dump him to the practice squad again after he balls out again or bails you out again 
the gall it will take to be the to be disrespectful to this player would be mind-blowing, but I can't put it past them. Jokes aside, happy for Kendall Hinton. Let's just rock him on the 53-man all season, and what a win over the weekend. The defense ex- it was ex- executed over 200 passing yards, and two touchdowns through the air, and the running back with less touches gets in there late for a touchdown. Very happy for Philip Lindsay and the Texans. P.S. And all this excitement for Kendall, I had to free, I had to put the free Philip Lindsay name to rest. Go Broncos and go Teddy and go Kendall Hinton and Mace. Pretty impressive that the Broncos brought him up instead of one of their two drafted guys and Seth Williams and Tyree Cleveland. So I know that uh, that Kendall Hinton Hall of Famer is saying. It's disrespectful what they've done with Kendall, but I'll say that's a lot of respect what they just did. I would also say that the call on which receiver they brought up was in large part made by your special teams coordinator, Tom McMahon. Mm. And so it's interesting because you bring you bring somebody up, if they end up getting a jersey on Sunday, they're playing heavily on special teams. So that tells me that in that phase, Kendall Hinton has moved past those other receivers. Yep. On the, on the depth chart, as it were. That's a good sign for his long-term viability yeah, as well. It really is. Next one coming in from Shat Perma says, Fellas, due to the injury to Darby, I believe now is as good as ever to let you all know my fantasy team name, Sertan as death in taxes. What do you think? Mm. Too cheesy? I have faith in the lad. P.S. Let's hope Teddy B. keeps playing at his current high level for the rest of the He's season. He's got the kind of faith that you have. In Pat Sertan. Oh, yeah, he does. I think that is just yeah. fantastic. Sertan hey. is death and taxes. I may have to steal that for next yeah. year's chat. Yeah, long, long term, I think you I think you might be right. I'm just... I, I got I to see more of the show. You're holding us back, I, Mace. I'm not saying you're wrong for doing it. Uh, was I, in retrospect, was I wrong for... Not wanting to crown Drew Locke. Hey, hey, hey! I, I, I said, I said, you're not, you weren't, you're not wrong for holding this back. You're just holding this back. Yeah. I totally understand it. Yeah. So I'm just, yeah. I, I just want to see more. I want to, I want to see more. It's a good opportunity. But and again, hopefully, you, if you make mistakes, they don't cost you games here the next couple of weeks. And I think Fair. again, these are two teams coming up that you are better than. Yeah. So you are. So you can learn and win these next two games. Oh, fair mace, but I'm crowning them. All Crown right. the king, Sir Dan. <laughs> oh, man, man, man. Count Locula, the national media has given Teddy no love despite a league-leading performance. Laughable. Love the count. Hey, I, mean, I, I cited that mock draft. I think it was over on uh, USA Today uh, this morning that uh, had the Broncos taking Carson Strong in the first round. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, that's an example. But one game shouldn't change it. As our guy, RK, is chiming in right now, he says, thumbs up for the homies. And yes, another reminder, please hit us with the thumbs up. Subscribe, smash that alerts button so you know when we're going live every single day. Really appreciate that, RK. Yes. Thanks for tuning in. Miss appreciate you, that. Melbourne Bronco. Hi, guys. Looks like we will get to see exactly what Pat Sertan II has to offer with Darby on the injury list. PS2 should get 80% game time. Surely. Easy. E- yes. Maybe even 90. And, of course, I was talking about rotating. You may not be able to afford to rotate your cornerbacks. Yeah. Because the the next guy up is Nate Hairston right now. And that's and that's where like it's interesting how the depth it's not it's you're happy that you have Sertan to step in for Darby. But you still got OJ Moody on IR, Isang Bassey's on pup, Duke Dawson's on pup. So the huge depth going down the line at cornerback isn't going to reveal itself for 
you're probably another three or four weeks. You're totally least. fine in your depth right now, but now yeah. your depth is gone. So you're fine where you are right now, mm. but your depth is gone for right now. Uh, and Mace, Kari Vincent Jr.'s, you know, and he he made the team, but. He's got a right. ways to go. You don't have to worry about Patrick Sertan being up to playing 100% of snaps. That's what he mm-hmm. did at Alabama. And on top of that, there may be no player more ready for this brutal Jacksonville heat and humidity and mugginess outside of Manscaped than Patrick Sertan. Grew because, up in Florida. Yeah, grew up in Florida, played at Alabama, was at Alabama for the extremely hot training camp summers. He He's ready for this. So he's not a guy that's going to get hit by that. Yeah. Mrs. Quill, how many points does Denver have to be up by at halftime to make Urban Meyer quit mid-game and go take the SC job? <laughs> have you guys heard the humbling, humblings? He may be considering leaving the NFL already. Do you think there's anything there the guy is not used to losing? Yeah, I mean, what's the quote that came, or not the quote, the report that came out that said his heart's not in it? Yeah, and I mean, he's saying the right things today. He had his press conference down in Jacksonville this morning and said that uh, he's staying, he's committed to making the Jaguars a great organization. He has to say that that's crazy. I mean, it would have been nice to ask him about that, but we don't have that opportunity because there is no media conference call. The first thought I had was, I wonder if he's afraid of questions asked of him about his role in CSU <laughs> hiring Steve Adazio. Because that yeah. that's one thing that would pop in my mind. Hey, hey Irving, you know, uh, uh, how, how do, what do you think of Adazio so far? Yeah. Because he was part and parcel of the committee that made that hire, which looks like a complete disaster at this point. Yeah, there's, especially now, after all the backlash on Twitter last night, there's yeah. he, there's no incentive for him to come to talk to us. Oh, it's yeah. It, it's it's a rough time for the Urban. Knives are, the knives would be out if you reversed field yeah. on this. Yes, it certainly mm. would. We've got another super chat. Let's jump to that really quick. Mile High Profit says, between our pass rush and our defensive backs, we're going to feast on that hippie quarterback. Well... It's funny. He's got the long hair. I wouldn't say he's a hippie in terms of his mindset. I was going to say, who's who's more hippie? The current Jags quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, or the former Jags quarterback, Gardner Minshew? Yeah, Car- Gardner Minshew has a little <laughs> more of that, that kind of spirit in him. Uh, right. I mean, he, the thing with Trevor Lawrence is, like, the haircut, it's uh, it's very sunshine-like. And, of course, remember the Titans. It but, is. Yeah. But, yes, yeah. to answer it's your a good question, t- yeah. I, should this, feast. this defense should feast. Yes. They, th- this this will be a rough game for... Trevor Lawrence in all likelihood, and uh, I think it's going to get better for him. And you can see, like, he made some high-level throws last yeah. Sunday, and he's going to make he's going to make a couple of plays on Sunday that make it, that have everyone saying, "Wow, mm-hmm. the flashes are there." And even though you can question the head coach, he's got good quarterback coaching with Daryl Bevel and Brian Schottenheimer. He's got people who know what they are doing with him. And so in terms of his development, this is going is not going to be a lost year. I think overall for the team, if they end up coming in at much less than they would be with a head coach who knew his way around the NFL, then uh, the team might have a lost year. But I think Trevor Lawrence will develop pretty well in spite of all that. Lionel Hutz, attorney of law, says, Gentlemen, I know the rumors are almost certainly unsubstantiated and premature, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts on Bezos and Jay-Z as emerging as potential owners. With Jay-Z, I'm curious who the money, the rest of the money would be. Jay-Z is worth $1.4 billion. That'll buy maybe a quarter of the team. R- yes. Quarter to maybe a third. So 
where's the other at least 2.6 3.6 billion dollars coming from with with jay-z i i would be really intrigued by with by jay-z as long as he doesn't do this one thing remember jay-z pushed for the brooklyn nets when he was involved with them to be to wear black and white right that works for the brooklyn nets <laughs> if you buy the denver broncos even though we at dmvr have nothing against the colors of black and white from a corporate perspective you are not cha- you are not putting black and white for the Broncos. No, certainly not, not. with the not with the Raiders <laughs> wearing black and of course silver. So forget about that. But I'd be I'd be intrigued by Jay Z being the owner. Bezos, I think, if he bought the team, just money would be no object. It really would be. Ma- it would be the best case scenario for the Broncos in terms of. A stadium. In terms of everything. Facilities. I, I mean, everything would be able to be world-class um, right from the jump. And uh, this football team, you would never have to worry about money and anything. Mm-hmm. They would have the best facilities. They would have probably a brand-new stadium out by DIA that would be mm-hmm. huge and a town and Bronco Super Land. Bowls. We, we'll call it Bronco uh, Land. That would be fantastic. And, Bronco and Land. And you can even have a, you can have a sign and have John Elway's smiling face that just says, Welcome to Bronco Land. Oh, that would be or, fantastic. Even you got better, Jeff's face on the other side. Yeah, and even better if you had like a, a speaker hooked up to it. And then if like if you had kind of like an archway and then people walked over and it set off the speaker and every time people set it off, you'd hear John Elway saying, Welcome to Bronco Land. Oh, man. Welcome to Bronco Land. That would be fantastic. I would love it. And that that's that's the ideal scenario in my mind it is Jeff buying the team. You have the world's richest man own your team. It's fantastic. Yeah. The possibilities, the possibilities are only limited by the salary cap. Yep, exactly. I mean, you, you would have, you would have Amazon field. Yeah. You know, you know what I would, I would then root for if welcome Jeff, to the Amazon at mile yeah. high, you know what I would root for then if Bezos bought the uh, Broncos, what for him to say, I want to own another team. I'm going to buy the Colorado Rockies, oh, where boy. there is no salary cap. We would love that. That and would then, be amazing. So we need, whatever, we need whatever, to lure him in here with the Broncos and well, they have him stay. They're okay with cross-ownership as long as it's in the same market, right? Right. So go to so Bezos, that, that's kind of the dream Denver scenario oh, from our resources. Buy the Broncos. Then he says, yeah, you know what? Uh, the Rockies are are a great asset. I'm going to buy them too. <laughs> Dick Monfort, what is it going to take for me to buy to buy out your shares of the team? I love it. And then all of a sudden, the the Rockies are spending like the Dodgers. Oh man, I love it. As Combat Ethics says, we'd be to the moon with Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Next one from Blue Super's Army says, "Hot take: Tim Patrick will have the most receiving yards on offense this year." I don't think that's a hot take. I think it's a legit mm, possibility right now. I think it's a simmering take. Yeah. I, I think I think it's a little hot it's not a boiling take it's not a mm-hmm. flamethrower take um i don't think that'll happen but i like you're certainly not out of the realm of possibility yep wild card hey fellas i know i'm a little late to the party but man it's not it's hard not to be excited about this broncos team after watching that clown show of a game on monday night do you have more confidence in the broncos going 4-0 to start the year are you more fearful of the raiders I know we shouldn't ever get ahead of ourselves, but it's hard to be that worried about our next two opponents. Thanks for the great content, your boy, Wildcard. You think he meant the Ravens? Yeah, with I that think fourth so. game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the Ra- clearly the Ravens miss Marcus Peters. Yeah, they do. And unfortunately, though, your advantage against a cornerback core without Marcus Peters took a hit when you lost Jerry Judy. Right. So. 
I would say that's kind of an instance where push. where it, it's, a, it's a push. Those absences neutralize each other. Um, still concerned with Lamar Jackson once he gets outside of the pocket. Right. Still, that, that's oh, that's still doubt. something that's a, that's a huge concern. I think the other thing that I think will be better for the Ravens than it was on Monday is you could see that that with everything they had, Latavius Murray just being brought in there, they did struggle with their running backs in pass pro. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I expect is going to be substantially better by the time Baltimore gets here. And again, the other thing that comes into play is if they're one and two and they're staring down the barrel of one and three after four games and being out, and being out of the AFC North race, they're, they are probably going to come in with a sense of desperation. This is for a lot of reasons. You hope the Ravens beat the Chiefs on Sunday, and one of them is that if they beat the Chiefs and they end up coming to Denver two and one, they won't feel that same sense of urgency they would if they lose this game to Kansas City on Sunday night. Yeah, very good point. Next one's for you, Mace, coming in from T Woods. He says, "Quick question for Mace: While at the game, how was Drew's body language on the sideline? The TV didn't show him at all, so I was just wondering if you saw anything that was positive or negative at all. Thanks. I, I really was not looking." Much hit Drew Locke on the sideline on Sunday. That's fair. I mean, backup quarterback. Yeah. So, uh, just that that I I may if I if if things go, if thing if things go to where I can kind of focus on that a little bit on on Sunday in Jacksonville, I'll take a look at that for you and just ISO and see if I I notice anything. But um, wasn't really honing in on that. Another another reason why I wasn't honing in on that is because where we're when we're on the road, usually most games. We're staring across at the Broncos bench. They're on the far side as you watch on television. So it's really easy to kind of look across and see. Whereas in this game, we were sitting kind of on the, you know, in the end zone on the side in the corner, and the Broncos were on the same sideline as we were. So we were looking across at the Giants. Mace, let's say the Broncos are up 21 in the third, 24 in the third, and in, in the fourth as well. Is this a scenario where you could see Drew come in? We talked about other backups coming in. Is this a scenario you see Drew come in? Why not? Because if you're up by 24, you're playing well, you're feeling good about your quarterback, you don't want to risk having Bridgewater get hurt late in a meaningless series of downs. But on the flip side, what if Drew comes in and goes like 7 for 7, two touchdowns, 150 yards? If they're up by that much, I'd be shocked if they passed enough to get those types of numbers. Okay, that's fair. Because they, it, he'd be coming in, but he'd be handing off a lot. And then what about the flip to that is Teddy still needs more time to, to catch up with mm-hmm. his ones. Yeah, that's, I that, think, that's a good point. I mean, you can't risk injury, but also I think if I'm Vic, I, I'm probably letting Teddy get even yeah. more and more reps since for how, how far he is behind. Whether it was Locke or Bridgewater in week one, that type of performance, no matter which quarterback had it, was going to be a little more impressive because they lost so many first-team snaps. Right. And so if, if Drew had had that kind of performance, a huge tip of the cap to him to doing it without 50% of the reps, right. and same thing for Teddy. That's a good point. You lose the, he, he lost all because now that you've decided, you can say, all right, he, he, lost the, he lost those reps, and he's had to, to make up for it. So I think that's a good point, Zach. He is still working his way into a comfort zone 
with the guys around him. And I think it's a good point by you, Mace, of just how good yeah. of a game he had with only having 50% of the snaps. Right. So. And last one coming in from Pig Tosser 66 our guy, he says, so now our head coach with a 13-20 and 20 record in a whole lot of Broncos country thinks we can look past opponents? Did I accidentally fall asleep in a DeLorean? DeLorean. Oh, of course. Back to the future. Yeah, and wake up in 2015. Our team has been bad for four straight seasons. We should be looking past nobody. I'm encouraged for, by by the start for sure, but let's slow down our roll a little. Huh? That's that's fair. It's very it's fair. It's also very embarrassing if you lose either of these next two games Yikes. that are a combined th- against teams that are a combined three and 31 since the start of the 2020 season. Yikes. Yikes. Jet now I'll say this. Don't the, make it four and twenty one. Yeah, the Jets are better than the Jaguars. Okay. They But you get to play them of, at home. Right, you do. That and that helps. But the Jets are better than the Jaguars because from a coaching from a leadership perspective, top down, they appear to be better managed than the Jaguars. Uh, that's Again, sure. the Jaguars have a have some good assistance on the staff but they have somebody who appears to be out of his depth as a head coach, even though I'd say the Jaguars have more talent overall than the Jets. The Jets with Robert Sala appear to be more competently run. And it says a lot the Jets were able to get back in that game against Carolina last Sunday as well. The second, they were awful in the first half, played some good ball in the second half, but now they're going to have to do that without Mekhi Becton, and that's going to be a huge loss for when they come into Denver as well, and Becton Becton isn't there because... You get Bradley Chubb back. Chubb should be able to capitalize. Yeah, he had. Excuse me. He absolutely should be. And if you need to learn how to read the word DeLorean, check out our friends over at MSU Denver Online. Well, they'll be able to help you with that and so much more. Where, of course, they are the new urban online university with learning outcomes equivalent to -to face-to-face courses, which is unheard of at other universities. But over at MSU Denver, they deliver. They have, whether you're on campus or online, it's all the same to them. Their students do just as well in their online courses as they do in person, which means you get the same degree while continuing to live your life. And on top of that, they are our presenting sponsors. So big shout out to MSU Denver. Big shout out to my guy, Andrew Mason. Big shout out to everyone tuning in on the live pods and everyone that makes this thing go. We really appreciate you. If you're tuning in live, hit us with the like one more time. Subscribe, smash that alerts button. We really appreciate you all. Thank you guys so much for listening. We're going to be here to break down our picks for the final time tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast. Make sure to chime in in the morning. All right, see you guys. Country drive.